history to see my family and how that they have been old-time, old-fashioned Baptists, and how they have held the lantern up. And uh, we're still today trying to hold the lantern up for those that are lost and separated from God and trying to stand upon the truths and the doctrines that uh, the Lord has left for us to take into all the world. And so today, uh, that's kindly our thought, is uh, faith over fear. And as I think about today, certainly uh, there are those, uh, and our heart hurts, there are those that have uh, lost their husbands, uh, there are those that uh, have lost children. There are those that, uh, uh, that whatever circumstance they may be going through, that oftentimes it's very easy to sit back and to be afraid or fearful, uh, not knowing what tomorrow holds. But I want to say this today, that I'm thankful that in all circumstances, uh, that when we know the Lord, and when we trust in His promise, that He never promised us that being a child of God was going to be easy. But He did say that He would be there with us. And He did say that He would go throughout this life with us. And today I'm thankful for that. And as I begin to think about these circumstances, and, and really uh, Brother Mike was teaching upon uh, this subject a little bit this morning, he was talking about time. And he was talking about these times that we're in. And certainly this morning, if the church of God, if there ever was a time that we needed to stand up and to be faithful unto the cause of the Lord, it's right now. And continue to be a people that would be a praying people, that would uh, believe in the power of prayer and what God is able to do. That He's able to save those that are lost. That He's able to, to help us through our trials and our troubles. That it's right now. I see uh, so many times that it's so often. And, and I was thinking this morning as uh, Brother Mike was talking in Sunday school about uh, my worst enemy a lot of times is my own mind. I get in my head and I become discouraged or, or maybe uh, whatever. You know, I'm sitting back and the devil is telling me this. Because Satan doesn't want the kingdom of God to advance. So oftentimes I get on my own mind and, and begin to think about circumstances and the things that are going on. And it becomes a trouble. But this morning we want to try to talk to you a little bit about faith over fear. I want to go this morning for our reading lesson. Very familiar text for those of you that probably know where we're going. The fourth chapter of Esther this morning is where we'll be taking our text. The fourth chapter of Esther. During this particular time, uh, there was a Persian king. And I want you to understand that the best that I can, and, and there's different opinions on the timeline as far as commentators are concerned about when Esther took place. But the best that I can tell uh, that uh, that those that were in captivity, those who were in exile, had done went back and started the construction and the completion on the temple. And we find here that Esther and different ones uh, was still uh, there living amongst those. And they found themselves in Shushan. And though that would be familiar to us through the book of Nehemiah. And anyway, uh, there was this king there that um, goes by the name of Ahasuerus. 
And I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. My apologies this morning. But either way, he had a wife and uh, Vesti, the best I can understand it. And uh, she was not willing uh, to uh, do as the king had commanded and, and go unto him. And uh, there were certain times of the year there that he was, uh, what you'd say, he had 180 days that he had a banquet, a winter banquet that he was holding. And uh, she found herself not willing uh, to go as the king commanded, so he done away with her. And he began to send out a search for a new wife, a new queen. And the Lord says here that there was also, uh, 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 Esther was a young woman and she was beautiful. She was uh, beautiful to look upon. And she had a cousin uh, that his name was Mordecai. And Mordecai had watched over her and had cared for her because her parents had died. And she was what you'd say an orphan, if you will. And Mordecai had watched over her as if uh, she was his own. And uh, we find here that, uh, anyway, I'm trying my best to, to, to give you just a little bit of an insight. But uh, anyway, uh, she was beautiful to look upon. And this king had chosen her. Uh, almost, if you will, they had somewhat of, of what you might consider some type of beauty pageant. Uh, and he had considered her beauty and looked upon her and, and uh, she was beautiful. Now, uh, she did not uh, give unto him uh, her uh, heritage and her background as far as being a Jew. But there was also a man there by the name of Haman that desired her. He had become upset with Mordecai. Because Mordecai would not bow to him. And Mordecai was the keeper of the gate. And uh, he would not bow to him. And Haman become upset and he become infurious about these things. And he decided that uh, he might send a decree unto the king that all Jews might perish and be done away with. And so, uh, I want you to understand this is over the span of so many years, maybe about five years the best I can tell but that brings us to the point that we are today, and I want to take for our text here in the fourth chapter. Mordecai is addressing Esther. Keep in mind, they couldn't see each other, so they had to send letters and correspondence back to one another. And it says in the 11th verse, let me start a reading there, and all the king's servants and the people of the king's providence do know that whatsoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king in the inner court who is not called. There is one law of his to put him to death, except such of whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come unto the king these thirty days. And they told Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house, more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their, shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them to return Mordecai this answer, Go and gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maids will fast likewise. 
and I will go unto the king which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. And so Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. And with our thought this morning would come there from the 14th verse, he says, uh, And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? And I want you to understand exactly what uh, Esther is saying. She's saying, I don't have any providence. Uh, uh, there's no one able to go unto the king unless he takes the scepter and appoints me to be able to come. And she said, how am I to go and address him under this plot? Now I want you to understand that Mordecai previously had uh, heard about a plot that there was set out to kill uh, the king. And he had relayed that information to Esther and it was recorded in the book uh, there in the Chronicles. And later on we'll get to that just here in a little bit. Uh, but I want you to understand that he was a good man that loved the Lord and he was willing to do those things uh, that was right and that was good. And he had relayed those messages. But he was here beginning to tell Esther. He said, listen, uh, there's a time now that you need to go to the king. You need to let him know about this plot that Haman's come up with. That he seeks to destroy and to kill all the Jews. He said, that is the disciple. And listen, he sat back with himself and he said, uh, this man, uh, listen, he was a, a, a man that uh, had uh, a, a sense of anger about himself and he was caught up in himself. But he said, how do you sit back and not do anything, Esther? And Esther said, listen, I'm, I'm fearful for my life. Y'all pray for me this morning. He said, I'm fearful for, she said, I'm fearful for my life. And then Mordecai came and commanded Esther uh, not to think with thyself that thou shalt escape the king's house more than all the Jews. He says, listen, you find yourself in the king's house in the royal palace. And he said, how do you examine to sit back and think yourself safe in all of this? He said, you're subjected to it just as everybody else is. But he said, I want you to stand up and to be bold about those things. He said, listen, he said, it's time to stand up for your people. He goes to her and he tells her. He says, I realize uh, in the 14th verse, he said, if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then there shall enlarge a deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and whom knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Basically, he's telling her, I believe that God will make a way. But he said, God is willing to use you right now in this time and in this place. He said, allow God to take you. He said, God has placed you in this time and in this place for this purpose that you might be used by Him. And I began to think this week as we were going through about the people that God has put in my life. And I began to think about uh, those that uh, I had school teachers through the years that I, I, as you realize, I probably never was a very good student in school. But, but listen, they got in there with me and they hung in there with me. And it was almost like they was polishing me until I'd shine a little bit because they knew that I had potential. They knew that I could do better than what I was doing. I've had women in my life that were great mentors to me. My grandmother and my mother that uh, was a great help to me, that encouraged me. And I was thinking about our lineage, our Baptist lineage. 
I was thinking about the old church. I was thinking about how she's been a mother to me. And oftentimes it's easy for us as the children of God to sit back and say, well, they had it easier on those days. It's, it's more difficult today than it was back then. Listen, I'm telling you, those people faced hardships in those days. And they were close to God. And they loved the Lord. They didn't allow things to get in their way, but yet they loved God and they loved His cause. Today, you were born for such a time as this. We think about our family and we think about our friends and we think about our loved ones and God has placed you right now in this time and in this moment to be used by Him and for His honor and for His glory. What a great responsibility it is. We sit back oftentimes and if we're not careful, fear will get the best of us. I'm afraid of what this might happen. I'm afraid that I might run this person off. Or I'm afraid... Uh, listen, we've got lost people today that maybe be sitting amongst us that's afraid to make a move because they're afraid to be in ridicule. They're afraid of being laughed at. We've got children of God that are afraid to follow the Lord because they're afraid of what other people might think about them. Listen, we got, I'm telling you, even from a preacher today, it gets difficult sometimes because we get fearful. But Jesus told us not to be afraid, but to believe. Know and have faith in Him and have confidence in Him that though I don't know what tomorrow is, I know who holds tomorrow. What a responsibility it is. This woman, Mordecai said, listen, the Lord can make use of somebody else maybe. I know the Lord will deliver but he said, God has chosen you for such a time as this. When I think of the women today and the men today, you say, well, today's Mother's Day. Well, we're going to talk a little bit to everybody. God has chosen you for such a time as this. You look at the world around us. We talk about perilous times. We talk about, Brother Buddy talked about such a time as this. There's a time and a season for everything. And we think about the world outside around us, that there's everything under the sun going on. But my friend, right here in the kingdom, in God's kingdom, He wants to use you that He might be exalted. He wants to use you for such a time as this. Such a time as this. I thought about what Esther said. You know, it's interesting when you read through this book. It's a short book. There's only ten chapters. God is not mentioned anywhere in this entire book. Nowhere. But you can see Him working throughout her life and throughout Mordecai's life. God is working throughout your life. Maybe you can't see it. But as you look back in previous years, how many times have you seen that God has helped you overcome something? He's helped you with something. 
We talked about, uh, Brother Mike talked about prayer. It seemed like he was all over my lesson this morning. I'm thankful when God works it out that way, but you talk about prayer and you talk about how God is able to help you. And when we come to Him boldly, I don't mean arrogantly. Let's read that over in Hebrews. As far as, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking about earlier. There was a woman that had an issue of blood in the Gospel of Mark in the fifth chapter. She made her way to the Lord. She said, I've got needs to get to Him. No matter what it takes, if I can just touch the hem of His garment, I know that I'll be healed. This woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. There was also a man by the name of Jairus. And he was there in the synagogue. And basically he come to the Lord and he said, Master, he said, my daughter's dead. And he said this, And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, He saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid. I don't know what circumstance you may be going through in your life. There may be some kind of illness you're facing. There may be something, uh, young people, that you're looking for the future in. What does the future hold? I'm fixing to finish college. What am I going to do with my life? It may come down to a point that you've uh, lost a great loss in your life. Maybe you sit back and examine yourself. uh, Well, uh, this person's lost in my family or I, I want to see God move in this direction. Don't be afraid. But believe in Him and what He's able to do in your life. For what did He tell us there in Corinthians? He said to walk by faith and not by sight. That implies having faith. Oftentimes, I want to see the direction and where I'm going. I want to see what tomorrow holds. I want to see every step in front of me. But yet Paul said to walk by faith and not by sight. He said lean and trust upon the Lord for every direction of your life. Jairus said, Lord, now he started in the right place. He went to the one that could help his daughter. But he said, Lord, my daughter's dead. And he said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Believe. Now does that mean that you're not going to face hardships in your life? Does that mean that there's not going to be challenges to overcome? Certainly not. Listen, this life was no better roses for the Lord Jesus. He went through a great amount of hardships. He had it worse than anybody. You think about the comforts and the things of this life that you have, and it says that He had nowhere to lay His head. He said the foxes have their holes, and the birds have their nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay His head. 
He didn't have anything. I believe it's also saying there in the Corinthian letter, it says that he which was rich became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. He didn't have anything. For such a time as this, you've come to the kingdom. Mamas, even daddies. Sometimes I sit back and I get concerned looking out towards the future. Folks, we're not promised the future. But me and... Me and my wife, I believe kind of like Joshua said over there, he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Whatever come, whatever may, if COVID didn't teach me anything, was to know that for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That I can survive with my little bunch, my little group, and we're going to serve Him. One way or another, we're going to serve the Lord. But yet God has placed you in such a time as this. Don't lose grasp of that. You have a purpose. You have a plan. God has a plan for your life. And yet, oftentimes anxiety or depression and things that we call it in today's terms, they become real to us. God can help overconquer all of that. He can. You know, there's not a thing today that he that's too big for him. There's not a thing today that he can't overcome. He overcame it all. And yet, oftentimes, I want to sit back and say, "God, this is this is too big for you." Listen, there's nothing too big for him. You've got lost in your family. He can save them. You were placed in this life at such a time as this. God has given you the life that He's given you because He knows what you're capable of accomplishing. Have faith in Him. Don't be afraid, but believe. I preached a sermon here one time about being willing to step out of the boat. Be willing to step out on faith. I thought about for the people that has been in such a time as they was in. You think about Moses. That man tried every way in the world he could get out of it. He said, Lord, I'm not of good speech. Lord said, that's okay, I'll provide help for you. He said, you go and do what I've called you to do. And he said, you deliver the children of Israel. And he was faithful to look to God. You look at Joshua, who would take up the lantern after him. He was willing to serve God and have faith in Him. When he answered, he listened to the direction of God and how he was to march around Jericho. You look at Hezekiah. had faith and confidence in God. You look at Josiah, that when he discovered the law of God, 
He said, let's bring it out. You look at Ruth. Church, God has placed us in the kingdom for such a time as this. Mothers, grandmothers, aunts, keep holding the lantern up. Keep having faith this morning. Keep walking in the way that God would have you to walk. Keep believing this morning that God is able to do a great thing. You know, the very thing she feared the most, the king ended up bringing her forward and said, anything you want, Esther, half the kingdom will be given to you. She said, I just want you to come to a banquet I'm going to have. She invited them to two banquets. After the second banquet, she ended up basically telling them what Haman's plot was. And the very gallows that man was building, he ended up being hanged on. The king ended up making a decree. He said, you're able to protect yourself and your descendants. The very thing that they had feared the most. God brought them through it. Today, let us stand on faith. Hebrews tells us, for it is impossible, impossible to please God without faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. This morning, I hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I look out and I see mamas. I see daddies. I see folks that sometimes, just like me, get discouraged. I'm not saying I'm discouraged today, but I'm saying there are times. I'm encouraged. Because God has placed us in such a time as this. And if He saved us, He's going to go through this life with us. And He wants to help you. And this morning, if you don't know Him, if you've never been saved, my friend, this morning, why don't you get to know the one that said, I'll be there with you and I'll help you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. My friend, I'm talking about a friendship that will never leave you. But you're going to have to have faith. Faith. This morning as we have a verse of song, I pray this message finds you well. You say, that's the most interesting Mother's Day sermon I've ever heard. I can't help it. I think about the women of the Bible. Oh, there's been some good ones. We think about Hannah. Dedicated her child to the Lord. She was buried. Today, let us live in this moment to bring honor and glory to God's name. Go ahead, let us go. Number 381. 381. <laughs>